Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well. Before we get into everything, a thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, Hamad Al-Abdul-Razak. And of course, thank you to all of our other wonderful patrons who make this possible. If you would like to help support us, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press, gain early access to the podcast, extra episodes of the podcast as well. Um, as well as a bunch of other things. So let's get into this because I've been avoiding this episode pretty much like the plague, Andy. Um, We can somehow work like a Sopranos discussion into it because unfortunately, if anybody who is a a fan of uh, film or movies, Peter uh, Bogdanovich, unfortunately, passed away. And if you're a Sopranos fan, even if that name doesn't sound familiar, come on. He was Elliot Comforberg. The, yeah. uh, the, the, um, the, shrink uh, the, the, the shrink. Yes, the, the shrink of the shrink who uh, gave Melfi a hard time for the way she was acting about uh, her, her approach to Tony Soprano. So we can, we can talk about that, right? We don't necessarily have to talk about what took place yesterday between Roma and Milan. Um, besides Sopranos, come on, uh, give me your best Peter Bogdanovich reference movie. I, I mean, I think there's one that probably most people are familiar with as opposed to some of his other maybe lesser known work yeah i think i mean the, the, you know for uh, anybody listening in this was uh you know he was uh one of the main people that are responsible for uh starting for for making the kind of movies that we're accustomed to now uh he, he was one of the mm, the first directors to to break through the studio system so by studio system i mean once upon a time movies looked and sounded differently and uh, talked about things that were considered ethical and then all of a sudden the 60s there was a big shift and with movies like bonnie and clyde and um and one of uh, one of the very most underrated movies of the 60s that is peter bogdanovich's movie is called targets is from 1968 and it's uh, it's about it's about it's about um a fading hollywood star and about a young guy who uh, just wants to go uh, and kill some people and 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 that's that's really all you need to know about uh, th- that that's that's what changed hollywood is that all of a sudden these guys like peter, peter bogdanovich robert altman and, and and francis ford coppola started to make movies about things that 
weren't supposed to be discussed and started to show uh, a way of life that wasn't shown in in movies up until then. I think my favorite one from him is probably the Last Picture Show. You know, um, it's uh, it's about this about it's sort of a coming of age story uh, about a group of uh, teenagers in Texas based on a, on a novel. But and and it's a really great movie. Uh, another one that I love from him is um, is What's Up Doc, which is like a screwball comedy. With Barbara Streisand, yeah. uh, and it's it has one of the greatest chase scenes in the history of cinema. So just go and watch What's Up Doc. You'll see what I mean when you actually see the scene. It's unbelievable. It's one of the funniest movies you can see. And yeah, it's you know he um, one of one of the greats. Um, and and it's, it's, it starts to dawn on me that. These people are my heroes, you know, and uh, he he passed away at 82. Um, and before you know it, by the end of this decade, we'll probably miss a whole bunch of, of, of those people that, that made it possible to to watch the movies we, we watch now, the way we do watch now and, and the way we discuss things. Um, because, listen, without Peter Bogdanovich, really, there isn't, there isn't uh, Sopranos. Um, there yes. isn't Sopranos. There isn't a, a lot of stuff like, without people like him, like Francis Ford Coppola, like without Martin Scorsese. Uh, there, there really isn't the the kind of cinema and the kind of television we are used to now. Um, so appreciate them while we have them, and when they're gone, go back to to their movies uh go and watch paper moon also by peter bogdanovich yeah, that's Great. the one i thought most people would know yeah the black and white movie about the dad dysfunctional dad daughter uh relationship with a real life dad and daughter and uh, Ryan Ryan O'Neill and Tatum O'Neill so great you know it's uh, it's great stuff and really i i urge anybody that is curious to seek out the movies from the late 60s and 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 throughout the 70s because that's you'll you'll see a, such a, a dramatic shift um and you'll find really some 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 of the best movies you'll ever see yeah and he also had the uh the final movie of uh river phoenix even if you're not uh, into some of these older movies uh, mm-hmm. the, the last the last film that river phoenix was in uh that was one of uh peter bogdanovich's films so huh, i didn't know that see yes um Okay, well, Roma Milan. No, that Roma was nice. Okay. Milan. Talk about just your. It, it's kind of weird how we were uh, we were getting more pleasure. Well, not pleasure, but it was a better conversation talking about the death of somebody. Um, was was this the death of Roma season, so to speak? We both said that they had to win at least one of these two. So I don't think, unless you've shifted in your opinion. I haven't, but I don't think we can come on here and just say season over and get mellow, dramatic. But I do think this is one of those times where no matter what you and I say, we are going to get people messaging us, uh, depending on which side of uh, the aisle, so to speak, you fall on. Because if you blame last night strictly on the refereeing, you're going to get mad at us for talking about some of the uh, performance deficiencies, tactical deficiencies that I think were clearly on display. 
Uh, and then if you're a fan who does not like using the referee as an alibi, you are probably going to despise the fact that we uh, once again come on here and discuss how even with VAR, uh, even with all of the previous episodes that have gone uh, against Roma this season, they once again find themselves on the wrong end of a controversial refereeing display. So where would you like to start? Who do we want to make that first? <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe okay. You, we can um, we can try to talk about the team itself. Uh, probably okay. people, people are yes. more eager to hear about Here's that. The th- I, I'm I'm going to assume you agree with this, right? Like both things can be true. Two, that, that's the beauty of this. I know. Again, everything uh, on, on social media and even in our interactions and in regular life, it seems like there's either it's black or it's white. There's no gray. To me, this is such a nuanced. Uh, and uh, just multifaceted discussion that Roma played, in my opinion, like shit yesterday, okay? But on top of that, the referee was a huge factor. He played a role as protagonist in the match, and both things can be true, and you can think one played a bigger factor than the other, but no matter how you look at this, I don't know how you could say both of those things, that only one of those two is true. I, 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 I can't get there. So I, I, I would assume most people today, looking back mm-hmm. on last night, are going to think, yes, they played like crap. But even though they played like crap, okay, they were A, in the match, and B, they come up against, again, a referee who is just not up to standard. Right? Yeah, it's I, like, uh, yeah, it's it's without a, without a doubt. This is what we you know what we uh, we what we talked about before the game is um, we wanted to see to see uh, the same type of uh, you know organized uh, energetic style of playing that we saw against Atalanta. We wanted to see a team that 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 came on the pitch and knew what it wanted to do. And instead, again, we, we find ourselves with, with a Roma team that not only succumbs to the pressure of these episodes that do go against them, um, but also make such foolish mistakes on their own that, that uh, after some time you see that result is almost impossible to reach because um, they, they numerous times they bring this on themselves um, and, and, Refereeing does indeed play a part in it and, and played a part yesterday. But overall, it's it's the same old, same old, meaning a, a Roma team that is just so insecure of itself once they meet adversity. And um, yeah. a lot of inexperience, uh, a lot of just no... Um, it seems like everybody's on a different on a different uh, page. And, and there was a good stretch. They, they created some chances, but... Overall, you never had the impression that, that this Roma team was in charge of the game. They never were because it was evident. It was evident that they just they just didn't bring it. And 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 you cannot you cannot win against these teams if you don't believe in yourself. That that that's what was so wonderful about that game against Atalanta is that Roma played with with confidence. Roma played with with a, a certain type of organization that I you know we we rarely see from them uh yes. and and yesterday it was just all all hell broke loose and sort of everybody was was doing a different thing everybody seemed to be nervous everybody seemed to be on a completely different page um 
it just it looked like a very disjointed team and the performance reflects it the performance of 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 huge huge lows um not too many highs and it's um the result at the end of it is 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 perfectly captures it it's it's it it reflects what was going on yeah it does and listen we can talk about tactics and all of that other stuff but i'm going to echo what mourinho said uh, yesterday he was talking about the lack of quality that they displayed and I just think in general, when you talk about some of the deficiencies that that you just mentioned about Roma, their inability to really pick themselves up, for me too, I don't know what it is, but they are so prone, Andy, to elementary level mistakes, mistakes that you expect or mistakes that you are perhaps more likely to see in a Sunday league match with uh we all have that guy in the match who you know six seven uh he he just goes there to have a run about the pitch uh, he drinks six seven beers maybe maybe he's a bit heavier than the rest of us that guy who just goes there to to you know let loose and get in some steps you know like that pass that Ibanez had yesterday that guy at Sunday League doesn't make that pass. And the problem I have is if, if, if we're talking about just more so from a bigger picture point of view, because I see people once again, I think it's, it's very stupid to be talking about sacking Mourinho. I think it's stupid to talk about the tactics because to me, this is not a tactic point of view. I think this is a lack of quality issue. And whether we want to believe it or accept it, I just think guys that are playing as a a first choice at Roma would not necessarily be playing as a first choice at Inter, Juve, Milan, so on and so forth, okay? So we have guys in a position who, at a club like Roma, relatively bigger club, should not be in that position. And... Because uh, Roma don't have the financial means like somebody like Juve, you are going to have to accept errors, mistakes, like we saw yesterday with uh, Tammy Abraham, which, by the way, I don't think that was a penalty, but I'm just saying, you know, to to, to put yourself in the position to have your arm out prone like that, okay? Um, again, Ibanez to make that back pass. Rick Karsdorp, who has been nothing short of sensational, but, you know, um, I, I, I wouldn't say he's the most mature of players, okay? For him to be sent off like that, you know, Andy, those are things that you just don't see Juve doing that, okay? You don't see Inter doing that. I think it's a lack of quality, a lack of maturity, a lack of character, and then on top of that, yesterday, we add the refereeing factor to it. And I, I, I think it's as simple as that, you know, to, to come on here and talk about, oh, well, they need to play 3-4-2-1, 3-5-2, 4-3-3, 4 I think that totally misses the point. Totally misses the point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, that, that, listen, that's, that's, the, that's the bottom line is that um, I, I totally get the frustration, you know, behind... Uh, Behind these performances, I totally get the, the the satisfaction with the 
with 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 the quality of of um of what we see on the pitch with the decisions that are made the 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 way the manager makes certain choices um and you know and and there is frustration that builds up to the conclusion that you know everything is shit and we have to scrap everything and the, the ultimately the difference is that again Roma are just not up to it this is not a team that um was meant to win anything this is not a team that was meant to compete in in anything of uh, the same sort um, that other teams such as Atalanta, Inter, Milan, uh, you even Juve are competing for. Um, this is a team that is the definition definition of a team in transition. The definition of a team made of players that have a future at the club and players that do not have a future at the club. Uh, 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 the definition of a team that is a mismatch of experience versus complete and experience um, of intelligent players and, and completely uh, players that make idiotic decisions on a, on a consistent basis. And, and, and that ultimately gives you a, a, a kind of team that is not able to, 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 to handle pressure in, in, in certain key moments, which results in the kind of defeats that we've grown used to now. Um, and, and it's, that's, that's, I get, that is the disappointing part. That's obviously then you want to see something different. The problem is that, uh, it's difficult. This season was always going to be difficult. These years yeah, were supposed to be difficult and are going to be difficult because again, Listen, we are looking at potentially a, again a, a season where 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 everything is up in the air. I mean, you, you yesterday what there, there were like three games played instead of of what ten or maybe now, but but still like yes, <laughs> majority of games postponed for the foreseeable two weeks. You don't even know who who can play and who can't. Um, so that's another that's an additional layer of difficulty that that at some point in time this season will will be interrupted um by forces that are much higher to Gravina, Beppe Marotta or whoever else wants to play the the local hero for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, when it comes to decision making in Italian football, so there is that, and 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 then there is the the fact that this has been a team that has been underachieving for quite a few years, has gotten used to being where they are right now. The kind of performances that we see from them is the kind of stuff that we've grown used to, unfortunately, that we watch and we're okay. Yeah, it's terrible, but same old, same old. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next one. And and I totally get that's the frustration um, when compared Milan, even though they may have fielded, you know, players, that, that, yeah, players off, off the bench. Um, 
it's a different thing. It's a different thing. It's a different, uh, it's a different game in terms of confidence. This um, different, different kind of just a different group altogether. Um, and you can feel it and you can see it on the pitch. And um, as you did last night, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. I don't really know how we can even discuss the refereeing performance. I mean, is there anything we can add that we haven't already said in the dozen other episodes that we've seen taking place? I, I, I mean, it's just at the point now where it's beyond comedy. It's beyond, uh, um, I don't even know, uh, neglectful. It's... It's beyond incompetence. I, I, I can't find the right words because it's just, there's no way to describe it that hasn't already been described. I mean, this is what, the third or fourth time where a, a referee has been suspended after a performance against, after a poor refereeing performance uh, that affected Roma. I mean, there's nothing more that we can say. I mean, this is just going to keep happening again and again and again. Generally, I'm of the belief that at the end of this season, for the most part, um, obviously you have exceptions. I've always believed that the the, the, the wrong decisions, uh, one that shouldn't have gone your way versus one uh, that is favorable to you, usually, in my opinion, I think they tend to lend themselves to be quite balanced out at the end of the season. Again, there might be a couple of exceptions per club or whatever, Take it on a case-by-case basis. But for the most part, I tend to think that the lucky versus the unlucky, favorable, unfavorable decisions, they tend to be somewhat balanced at the end of the season. If I'm simply and strictly going off my belief, then I cannot wait for the, the two dozen penalties that Roma are going to be given okay, over these next few months because that's what has to happen for this to balance itself out. Andy, I, I mean... There's a there's a difference between bad luck, and I'm not saying that this is being done uh, willfully against Roma. I'm not saying this is uh, being done specifically and only, and that Roma are being targeted. But what I am saying is that Roma have been disadvantaged in this respect way more so than any of the clubs, not only in the top five or top six, top seven, I would say in all of Serie A, again, we can call it misfortune. That's fine. But this is clearly turning into a trend that is far too worrying. And, and, And even if it wasn't just Roma, you know, if it was Bologna or something, they would be feeling the exact same way. And I, I know that I'm sure people will be saying, oh, this is, you know, uh, um, uh, the, the, uh, the, this is like the refereeing scandal of, geez, 15 years ago now. I don't think that's it. I just think Serie A has some really incompetent referees who do not deserve to be refereeing a match at the standard of yesterday, just like Mourinho said. Um, I forget what yeah. he said specifically after the match, but didn't he cite like this referee really lacked uh, the personality and the character to be refereeing a match uh, on a uh, Thursday evening at San Siro? And I think that's that's 
really the only way you can look at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, he seems so out of his element. He, he really was overwhelmed. He really was. Yeah, I mean, you can you just look at the number of cards that he handed out, and and you never want to see what eight yellow cards, two red cards, uh, and almost then... twenty fouls to Roma, five to Milan. Come on, yeah, man. yeah, and um, a lot of controversy. Um, and I get that it gets tiring to talk about it, but but it does. It does, unfortunately, reflect the quality of the league when you consistently see this being uh taking place and being talked about so much uh it means that something was wrong when 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 again when when something like refereeing which should happen behind the scenes uh, plays such a pivotal role uh, on the public agenda it it means that there is something wrong with it because it shouldn't that's the that's the thing about refereeing good refereeing is something that you don't see that you don't feel that ever or the decisions that are made feel consistent feel in line with with the with the kind of treatment, the the kind of fouls that have been taking place during a game, and and unfortunately that wasn't it. There wasn't again. There is seems to be this huge gap between players and referees and managers and referees, and that's certainly not good. And and certainly it's not easy to be a referee in in, in the league now. But but at the same time, um, you either have the personality to do the job on this stage or you don't and that applies to players as well listen but ultimately um i'm tired of seeing the same names constantly seeing the same names now i'm seeing massa for uh, roma juve um again it just uh it, you there is there is certainly a problem with the the lack of experience for some and the the attitude of others that basically take it for granted um they're like okay what's next you know they 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 move from game to game without any real um with without any 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 real consequences and 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 takeaways it's 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 constantly a, a thought of oh um you know uh, uh did i do something wrong no i'm i'm getting rewarded i'm getting i'm getting rewarded i'm going to i'm going to referee an important game this weekend um it's it, that's the that's the thing is that not, I, I i constantly see the same names and i already know what to expect of them which is not something that i want to do i i'm not I, one shouldn't be familiar with referees the way one is familiar with football players and yeah i and, yeah. And, so I was going to ask that. I mean, I, I, I don't watch much of the other leagues as much as I do Serie A, obviously, but it just seems like kind of what you said. Are, you know, in Ligue 1, do, do they know the referees by name? Do they know where they live? Do they know that they have a Facebook page that's a Jack, a Jack O'Malley? I, I don't know, but to me, <laughs> you know, the fact that we uh, we know about these referees you know, it's almost like they should have their own uh, Panini cards, some of these guys, because they're, I, I mean, they almost play as big of a role as the players in a match. And that just should never, ever be the case. That's what the biggest issue for me is. Like, it's almost as if some of these guys go out there uh, willingly, you know, uh, thinking that... Uh, yeah. 
you know, uh, Gianmarco from uh, from Milano is paying the 20 euros to sit in the tribuna to watch him, uh, you know, officiate and play a role in this match. It's like, no, to me, it's a perfect match, okay, regardless of what the outcome is. When the referee is never mentioned, that means it was a good it was a good day from a refereeing perspective. Like when he is never brought up, that is when you know that things went for the most part relatively well in that particular match. I mean, for us, it just seems like kind of like what you said. I mean, the fact that, I mean, we don't do it at Roma press, but the other websites still, they, uh, they, uh, they will announce the refereeing designations that uh, the AIA makes for that particular match day. And there is already discussion like 48 hours before the match. Oh, my gosh. We got that guy. You know, you you just said Masa. Oh, my God. Well, he did this to us in that match and blah, 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 blah. Like the fact that we are at that point now, I think, is basically all you need to know, regardless of how wronged or right the decisions have gone in your particular team's favor. I think that just in and of itself says all we need to know. The fact that we are hanging on this designation, you know, as if uh, like your like your uni teacher is posting your grades and you're you're finding out as to whether or not uh, you'll be graduating because your life depends on this one particular exam. Like that's how we approach this refereeing thing. Oh my God, we got Masa game over. We are screwed. You know, mm-hmm. it's things like that. Why is that the case? And I, I'm just so sick and tired of this crap. Listen, man, if 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 Roma are bad. I could come on here and I have no issue with you and I talking about tactics, who they need to get in the market to replace this player or that player, or even if they need to get a new manager. Like to me, this is, we've been, how many times have we gone that, listen to that song? I mean, we are professionals and veterans of that. Okay. We've done that so much that, I mean, that's nothing. People, I mean, people think we're suffering through this season. Give me a break, man. Like, yeah, it sucks, but I mean, we've been through way worse. What I can live with, okay, is when you have a Roma who, yes, I, I, I clearly think that when it, you know, when it comes to the actual table, are they the fifth, sixth, seventh best team in the Serie A? Sure, I think you can make that argument. But you can also say that the te- some of the some of the teams, at least up to date, they have directly benefited within the table because of the stakes that were given against. Roma in their favor. So again, more than one thing can be true. My issue is that far too often on this podcast, we have dedicated time to talking about the referee. I'd I'd rather talk about the bullshit transfer market rumors than come Mm -hmm. on here and talk about some some 34-year-old doofus named Daniele Cifi. I mean, come on. I mean, I'd rather talk about all of the, the, the ridiculous transfers t- stuff. I'd rather talk about some of the ridiculous stories that we see every single year at Roma rather than talk about these referees. But we have to because, again, it's going to sound like you and I are moaning. And for the people who don't watch Roma for every single match when they're not invested, it is going to come off as whinging, whining, looking for alibis. Just disregard that because the fact of the matter is that far too often this season, Roma have been on the incorrect end of a refereeing decision, and it has proven costly within the table. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Morini said after the match that uh, they've been wronged by at least three, four, five, six points. I actually, thinking back on it, I'd be surprised if it's only six. I, I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's 10, but I think you could easily make the case that at minimum it's six, maybe upwards of like seven or eight. This is just happening way too much. And at some point, something has to change here because Tiago Pinto, he's done interview after interview about this and nothing has changed. So I don't know what you do. Um, That's basically my (laughs) long-winded rant of saying, like, I don't know how you change any of this. I I mean, listen, there, you know, and there is obviously always, there is a part of it that is incompetency. A lot of these... uh, Referees are incompetent. A lot of these referees act upon feelings. Um, you know, again, there is this huge gap now between players and referees. You can actually feel it. There is very little communication between the two parties. And that certainly um, has an impact on the way these games are, are played out. But unfortunately, you know, and again, I'll, I might sound like a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but, but in Italy... In Serie I mean, I've seen so much dirt that um, I don't even think it's so far-fetched to assume that a lot of it is politics. A lot of it is the, the, the you know, a lot of it, you look at the guys that pull the, to pull the strings behind the scenes. I mean, who are the guys that are important in Lega Serie Look at it. Scaroni, Agnelli, Pepe Marotta, Lotito. Lotito, yeah. The, yeah, these are I mean, these are these yeah. are four guys: Scaroni for Milan, Beppe Marotta, head of of of, of everybody. I mean, the, the guy is really is much more powerful than Gravina uh, and Beppe Marotta, Inter, Lotito, Lazio, Agnelli, Juventus, and and unfortunately, uh, these guys have the power. They are put in. I don't know why, but they are put in positions that allow them to dictate uh, rules and have over influence over the decisions that are made in Serie A. I mean, these guys are are all for continuing to play, even though soon we'll have teams that will have to field only 18-year-olds because they won't have anybody else available. Um, you're looking at a Lazio side that is probably the only team in Serie A not missing players due to COVID. I... I have a really hard time believing that no Lazio player um, has had a, a, a New Year's Eve party. Uh, within the I mean, La- if we really want to get deep into it, we could talk about how when, if we want to talk about Lazio, mm. I mean, Lotito, no, the, exactly. Berlusconi, so much- I mean, there's still a club yeah, yeah, yeah. The, because the thing- Berlusconi basically made a governmental decree saying yeah. that if football clubs are part of a public good and they need to be preserved and uh, Lazio on the uh, uh, on the brink of uh, sure. disillusion uh, Berlusconi his pal from uh, from Lega yeah. he just says okay well I'm I'm, the, uh, I'm head of the government here you here's some cash on behalf yeah. of the country there you go and uh, Lazio are yeah. fine 
Yeah, listen, and uh, that's that's unfortunately that is that is something that we, we and I know people will laugh at it. You know, people are not familiar with with this league, not familiar with the history of it, not familiar with the people that we're talking about. We'll laugh at it. Um, As you like to say, it's the history of the Lega. The history of the Lega. It is in the history of the Lega. Um, it's it's that it it it, it, it unfortunately. Uh, Serie A, Italian football has been plagued by by really dirty business and by shady characters that are still to this day. If if somebody wants to some entertainment for tonight, just go and look up uh, Scaroni's Wikipedia page. Go look up Lotito's Wikipedia page. Go look up Agnelli's Wikipedia page. They, you you'll have an amazing time. The stuff that you'll find there is a gold mine, and you'll. Ask yourself, well, these guys should should not be in any position of, of power, no? Um, and instead, that's that's exactly what they're in charge of is 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 the whole league. And and unfortunately, Italian football has come to to a, a place and a moment where um, that continues to to have an impact on the kind of football that we see from from day to day, and uh, ultimately. I do think that if these decisions are consistently made, carried out, and you can actually see a pattern <laughs> when Roma are involved, and Roma have very little political power, they, they nobody's in, nobody, nobody from Roma plays a big role uh, on the Italian stage. Then you must ask yourself that's some always questions. been the case, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, and, um, listen, I mean, uh, us, the Laurentiis, uh, the Laurentiis busy making crappy movies. Um, you'll 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 find plenty plenty of characters, and unfortunately, that does have an impact on on on, on the football. It does. Uh, okay, let, let's leave it there. I don't even want to get into Roma Juve mentally. I, mm-hmm. I just no. Uh, just, just please win. That's all I ask. I mean, yeah. if 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 they manage a victory, it will. I I won't say it because I I think I said it after Atalanta. It'll be the catalyst for going on to winning bigger matches and more matches. I'm not even going to say that. It'll just put all of us in a significantly better mood. So if if Roma would be so kind to do that, I think all of us would appreciate right. it. And let it. me do. Let me do a, a quick, a quick shout out before before we leave because we started off with Bogdanovich, and uh, unfortunately, as we come to an end of the podcast, another great uh, oh, no. of cinema has passed. Sidney Poitier, uh, obviously at, at an incredible age of ninety four, but still, um, you know, uh, I thought if, you were about to say Betty White. Well, no, that's that 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 happened already. No, I'm you know, well, unfortunately, it, it happened. Um, but but no, Sidney Poitier, uh, again, this is a man without whom there is no there is no Denzel Washington, there is no Holly Berry winning Oscars, there is no Spike Lee. Sidney Poitier was an African American that broke through the 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 Hollywood uh, machine. And became a leading man in the most difficult time to do so at the beginning of the 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 sixties, end of the fifties, beginning of the sixties. Um, 
some great movies uh guess who's coming to dinner uh in the heat of the night that's now if somebody wants to go and and, and watch a good movie uh, i really recommend in the heat of the night fantastic thriller um and just a, a an incredible incredible actor and an incredible uh figure in, in the history of cinema so again as long as we have them appreciate them once we don't have them study them because um as i said without sydney poitier there is just there is not much to talk about um in terms of diversity uh in movies absolutely okay well we did a little cinema we did good yeah not as much complaining of the referees as that's also uh, good. <laughs> yes as i initially envisioned so okay everyone have a good weekend relax a little bit i know it sucks this this just sucks but hey if roma managed to defeat juve um maybe not completely but at least mildly it will put all of us in a much much better mood at least from a footballing perspective so stay safe again thank you for listening thank you to our wonderful patrons we will chat with you on monday until then ciao ciao for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done